Gilbert Felice is going to get there. There's no question. He squares it. There it is. It's a number. And it's Bumble Rodriguez again. Why, hello there. And welcome back. That's right. You're back with us. The Houston Dynapod podcast. And me, your host, Finister. Guys, this is a pregame. You'd know that if you read the title. But check it out. LAFC comes to BBVA Stadium on Saturday. It's a huge game. It's a big game. Why is it big, you ask? Well, I'll tell you. We dropped points, all three, last weekend to Portland. And a lot of us felt like we should have come away, could have come away from that match with at least a point. We know that the road matches are going to be critical to getting back into the postseason. If you want to be successful, you have to win on the road. And I believe since 2019, the Dynamo have won on the road two times. I could be wrong. You can fact check me. Go look it up if you don't believe me. But that's what I saw. Now LAFC comes in. We know what they're about. High-powered offense, pacey, quality players, lots of experience. Proven coach. Coach that loves to play his son when he he coached the men's team, didn't he? So, guys, they're coming in, okay? LAFC is coming off a draw with the Sounders. We are coming off a 2-1 defeat to Portland, right? Uh, For LAFC, Eduardo Testa and Brad Smith scored for each side, and they shared the points. That was at home. LAFC drew to Seattle at home. Who was missing? Well, yeah, Carlos Vela was missing. Diego Rossi was missing. Two big guys, and one of them is supposed to be back. And that's Rossi. Vela is out. He's not playing, which is great news for us. This is going to be the seventh time we meet LAFC. They have four wins. There's three draws. We've never beaten them in the regular season. Now, we beat them in the U.S. Open Cup semis on penalties when Latif Blessing uh, came up short. And it was Tyler Derrick? Joe Willis? Who was it? Willis or Derrick? Saved it. I was there. Oh, my God. And we got lucky. We were sitting goal side. So for the penalties, we were right there, man. It was badass. What was disappointing is the top bowl was totally empty. They didn't even bother trying to sell those tickets. It's ridiculous. You know what that says to me? That they're not marketing this team right. That we're not supporting this team right. I want to go there and it be packed. I know right now with coronavirus, it's kind of hard, but we got 9,000 seats available this weekend. I'm not going. I have obligations. I sold my tickets for a pretty big profit, and then the next day, uh, SeatGeek was like, we're opening up an additional 3,000 seats. So I hit it perfect, supply and demand. I had the supply while the demand was high. I sold my tickets, um, made 150 bucks. Don't know what they cost me through my rep because I haven't made a payment in two years because, you know, I I have a credit still. I have a $100 credit that I don't even think I can get back. So, um, last two games, the Dynamo have a loss and a win. LAFC have a draw and a win. Now, injury report. Sam Junquan and Ethan Bartlow are still not going to play. They're both still under concussion protocol. This has taken a long time. Typically, concussion protocol is about two weeks. This has been over two weeks for both Sam and Ethan. When they come back, will they go back into the lineup? No. No. It'll be Figueroa or Funmayor. For the short term. I don't think we'll see uh, Bartlow anytime soon. We don't have any suspensions either, so that's badass. Uh, LAFC, they have a uh, a plethora of injuries. 
Eric Duenas, Mohamed Traore, both out. Uh, Tristan Blackman is in self-isolation because of COVID-19. Diego Rossi and Vela are doubts, but I have read that Rossi's going to play. Carlos Vela is definitely out. So there's potentially five guys missing for LAFC. How are we going to line up? I think we're going to line up the exact same that we've been lining up. I don't think Funmayor is ready to play or he's in Tab's doghouse. And Funma, uh, f- excuse me, and Figueroa is not fit from what I've read. So we're going to put Marich in goal. I like him. Leave him alone. He's only 25. Uh, Adam Lundqvist on the left. Center Boniek at center back next to Tim Parker. Zarek Valentin, um, love him. Love what he did in regards to uh, McTaggart, that MLB guy that bashed the dash. What a douchebag McTaggart is. You know what, man? If you want to talk about women's sports just don't get recognized, you fucking wonder why. Maybe you should say something positive about him instead of putting him down. How about that? You know, guys like that, uh, they've probably been scorned by women, are still virgins, or um, I don't know. Maybe he doesn't like women. I don't know. But there's something going on there, man. Leave the girls alone. They did something really important for the city, really important for their their franchise, for their club, really important for all of us. And you're like, well, you know, the U of H men's basketball team finished in fourth place. If U of H men's team had won, make your argument, Brian. But they didn't win. In fact, they were in fourth. Brian, Brian fucking played uh, fun, fair, positive growing up, no doubt. All his games ended in ties. They all got a juice box and a little trophy at the end, right? Brian probably couldn't open his juice box. Hey, Mom, can you help me with this? So anyway, uh, Joe Corona, Matias Veda, and Tyler Pasher. Excuse me, let me back up. I, I got that mixed up. Let's start this over. So our predicted 11 for me, same as we've seen. Marich in goal, Lundqvist at left back, center Boniak and Tim Parker at the center backs, Zarek Valentin at the right back, midfield of Corona, Veda, and Memo. Up front, Tyler the main man, Pasher, Fafa Pico, and Maximiliano Eruti. So that's what I think we're going to line up with. What about LAFC? Because I know you're wondering. Hey, Finister, you said in the beginning you were not the guy to come to for predictions and tactical analysis. I'm branching out, trying some new things. Okay, bear with me. Also bear with me while I try to pronounce these names. Uh, LAFC probably coming out in a 4-3-3 as opposed to our 4-2-3-1. You know, it's going to be an attacking game, okay? So for LAFC, we might see uh, Cisniega in goal, Palacios, Eddie Segura, Jesus Mario, Marco Farfan, Mark Anthony K, Eduard Atesta, Atuesta, Atuesta, one of them, Latif Blessing, who I absolutely adore because he's like five foot two, Corey Bird, Jose Cifuentes, and oh no, Quadro Apucu, Opoku. But I think Rossi's going to be in there. I think Diego Ross is going to be in there, and if he's not in there, I think he's going to be like what we saw at Portland where he comes on to start the second half. That's what I think. Now, look, boys, girls, ladies, gentlemen, LAFC are favorites. Of course they are. We finished last last year. LAFC have had the leading goal scorers in the league two years in a row in Vela and Rossi. Of course we're going to be underdogs. We're going to be underdogs all the time. But what levels the playing field? Injuries, number one. And second... My key to the match, all right, is going to be the weather. There is a really good chance there's going to be a shit ton of rain. 
Uh, it's raining right now. It's supposed to rain Friday. It's supposed to rain Saturday. That's going to slow a pacey attack. We also put down new turf. So a lot of water on new grass. If you've ever laid sod, which I have, it fucking sucks. Um, a lot of water on new grass is great for the grass, but you're supposed to stay off it. Okay. I think it's going to be very slippery and very slick. Now that's going to slow LAFC down. Unfortunately, it's going to slow us down because our counterattack is pretty damn fast. It's also going to affect our defensive ability to turn, to you know, throw them hips, throw them hips, uh, throw them hips right and left, and you know, open up and, and track back. Um, how do we prevent that? Well, our main position to watch is going to be our midfield: Memo, Corona, and Vera. They have to disrupt that link-up game. If if our midfield allows them into our defense, into our back line, man, it could be a long night. It really could. But I think we can do it. Why? Because I'm an eternal optimist, okay? Unless it comes to relationships, then I know they're going to end maximum five years. Player to watch for Houston, Matias Vera. He is the defensive midfielder. If we line up into 4-2-3-1, he's going to be the one that we are relying on to support either Boniac or maybe Funmayor, whoever gets the start opposite of Tim Parker. Matias Vera is going to be the man who has to disrupt that link-up play. He's got to do it. He was quiet last game. I thought game one he was solid. I thought game two he was quiet. Didn't see him much. He has got to be a cunt this game. He's got to give those hard fouls. He's got to make those smart fouls. He's got to, you know... Drop a foul and slow down play. Do it on purpose. You can't let them get space, man, because we've seen what happens if Boney has to try and keep up with these younger guys. He can't do it. Parker can do it. Lundqvist can do it. Zara can do it. Boniak's as old as I am. He can't do it anymore. He's got to keep him in front of him. If he's got to open up and run, it's going to be a long night. So, Matias Veda, you are going to be the man in this match to watch for me. Now, for LAFC, I'm going to say Diego Rossi. He's probably going to play. So, he was the leading goal scorer last year. He is the man we need to contain no matter what. Hopefully, he's a little bit off his fitness, a little off his form. Now, I'm a bit of an asshole. If I know a player is coming back from an injury, I am telling my back line and I am telling my midfield, you go into those tackles hard. You use your fouls smartly. You use them tactically. You knock him around a bit. You knock a fast guy around a bit. You hit his legs a couple of times. He's going to slow down. I don't know if that's how Tab Ramos teaches it, but that's exactly what I would be saying. Rossi just came back. We need to get in there and beat him up a little bit. Score prediction. Oh, man, I fucking hate doing this. Uh, I think it's totally feasible that we can win. I think it's feasible we can win. I think we're going to tie. I think we're going to walk out of BBVA with a draw, and it's going to be 2-2. Two to two. The only reason I feel that way is because I've seen what happens the last 20 minutes through this season. I think there's a good chance it's 2-0 us, and then we start subbing and they grab two quick goals back. But, like I have said week in and week out, at that 70-minute mark, we cannot be behind. We have to be tied or ahead, because you've seen what happens when we make changes. You've seen what happens when our subs come in. We get slower. Our pace drops. Our attacking options and our counter are not as effective. So we we have to we have to dominate possession, and we have to boss them around. We got to be physical with them. 
when we put our subs in, Derek Jones, Darwin Saren, you guys got to get physical with them, man, because you're not going to keep up with them. I know you guys have watched Jones run. He ain't keeping up with Blessing or Rossi or Vela if he played. It ain't going to happen. You got to use your body. You got to box him out. Box him out. Look out. Right? Put your little put your ass on his, on his thighs. Back him up. So, man, I know there's going to be some tailgating starting around 1130. Um, oh, here, shout out real quick. Um, Christian mentioned him in Quattro Quattro Dos last episode. But Jeff Strong, if you're listening, thank you. This guy retweets everything. Well, not everything I put out because I say some shit that's ridiculous. But he retweets. He likes. Uh, I'd love to buy you a beer one day if you're listening and you're, in, you're not into it. You know, that'd be great. Um, also, the Surge SG has their scarf, their their uh, Pride Be Someone scarf nominated. Dope-ass design. I think the guy that did it was Serge Zalea. Probably saying your name wrong. That guy puts out some really good shit. Like, I would watch... Um, the Surge's videos, you know, for the city, for the club. And it's, it's really good. And, like, I I know how to do some of that stuff. This guy blows me out of the water. I mean, you've seen my podcast art. I did that. It was like Photoshop, fucking type, and then move. So, uh, yeah, shout out to the Surge. Um, all the supporters groups, man. Guys, it's going to be a big weekend. Get out there. Support. We got to be loud. We got we to gotta be the 12th man. When teams like this come to town, we have to step up as supporters. No matter, like I said, how we feel about ownership, how we feel about the offseason, how many of us are growing more gray hair waiting for us to sign a DP, we have to get out there and support them, period. End of story. Support them. Yell. Scream. There was a great idea I saw on Reddit to kind of convey the fans' feelings right now. Uh, The user's name is Batman's Limp Dick. Great name. Don't know if Batman has that. He always has that Kevlar crotch action covering up his junk. Uh, He said, you know, we should make fans that say we're here for the team, not for the owners. And then I put out, you know, like, what about like team greater than sign owners? If you want to convey your your dislike for, you know, Walker, uh, Brenner, Jordan, the way to do it is not to bitch about the players. The way to do it is to go to them. Now, the, the group Dynamo Fans for Change... They have the right idea. They have the right idea. They've been in there. They've been in the office. They've talked to these guys. How about, what about if MLS offered, you know, like fan ownership? They'll never do it. But could you imagine that if the fans of clubs, if all the supporters got together and we elected someone, you know, we got together, we formed a group and we elected a representative and we bought in, we bought a share of the team. A percentage, whatever percentage gets us representation on the board. And we nominated and elected someone to do this. Could you imagine how much more involvement we'd have? How much ownership? Because that's the thing. When these businessmen run these teams, this is a business investment. So as fans, yeah, we love them, the team. But could you imagine if you owned a part of it? If you owned a little tiny piece? If you actually had a say, could you imagine what the stands would look like? They do it in Europe. I'm pretty sure Germany does it. Like, it's mandatory. And I know the Premier League is looking at doing this. Or at least the supporters are. And the the supporters trust from clubs are looking at voting in politicians who back this idea. There's no reason why these clubs cannot become public-traded entities. They won't do it because that would give... 
you know, a say-so to people that don't have seven numbers in their bank account. But we're the ones that watch. We're the ones that cheer. We're the ones that do the, these podcasts and these, these Twitch shows like Sean and uh, Mark do on Generation Orange, like Christian does with Cuatro Cuatro Dos. We're the ones doing this. And then uh, Noodle Time, the other one. The fans are the ones that do this. The owners are there to make a buck, invest, turn a profit, get out. Okay? How great would it be if there was a way, as supporters in MLS, to organize and get, you know, a GoFundMe, a crowdfunding, whatever, crowdsourcing, whatever it's called. And we elect someone and they go and we have a say. Or one or two people. We elect a board and that board elects one person from the board. It would be phenomenal. It would totally change the way we look at this team and the ownership that we have in this team. Because that's what it comes down to. Us feeling like this is a part of us. Now, that, that's it. That's it. I, I had to say that. I've been thinking about it. Um, I think it's a good idea. I don't think it'll ever happen. I think a lot of the time when we go to ownership and we talk to them, a lot of it's um, they're just patronizing us probably because, you know, they look down. Most of them do. They look down on us, us regular folk, us plebs, us commoners. It's like a feudal system. So, guys, that is it. That's the pregame for LAFC. I hope we can do to them what we did to them during the U.S. Open Cup semifinals and walk away with a victory. We need it. We cannot afford to lose this game. Matias Vera, if you're listening, you are going to be my man to watch. Guys, it's been the Houston Dynapod Podcast. I'm your host, Fenister. And uh, like, share, subscribe, rate, uh, donate money if you like. There's a support button you can click. And uh, that's it. Let's kick LAFC's ass. Let's support our boys and go Dynamo. Albert Delis is going to get there. There's no question. He squares it. There it is. It's a number. And it's Mumble Rodriguez again. 